3: Hey guys, welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. This is episode 48. It's summer and mum and I have a new venture on the farm, a new adventure. We are the new wool drop-off point for North Devon. What does that mean? I hear you ask. Um, We didn't know either, but basically we were asked if we would be the wool drop-off point for Lawrence Pierce Wool, which is a Irish company that buys and sells sheep farmers wool to make things like wool carpets and uh, roof insulation, lots of very exciting things. Anyway, things that wool is used for these days. There is the British Wool Board in South Moulton, but they can be a little bit difficult. They don't actually pay farmers until the next year. Seems like it, you know, it works once you're on a rolling system. But I mean, in this economy, I think everybody wants to be paid fairly for what they've just dropped off. I can't imagine dropping something off, you know, a collection or fashion or whatever, and and not being paid for it until it, year later. It has been known to happen and I haven't been happy about it, but I certainly wouldn't have dropped it off had I have known that it would take a year to be paid for it. And I think that's how most businesses run is you don't drop something off and then be paid a year later. Anyway, this company, Lawrence Pierce Wool, contacted us because they'd received a tip off that we have the perfect sheds. So basically you need to have sheds that can fit an articulated lorry in for collecting the wool. And also some farmers have a lot of uh, ewes and a lot of sheep to shear. So they have a lot of wool to drop off. What's this? Aha! There it is. There we go. These are what we call a D hook.
0: Because mm,
3: it's a D shape with a nice big nut on the end to tie it in.
0: That will hook through the end of those. That's a smaller ladylike size. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Perfect. Right. Let's roll. So you take the telehander and I'll take the gator, yes? Okay.
3: So where we're holding this wool collection, we've got these big double gates where we can have these Arctic lorries in. And there's a post in the middle, which I've seen Nigel lift out hundreds of times so easily, not even a problem. And the other day we had a collection and I went over there and do you think I could lift the pole out? Mum and I were both doing it together. It is so unbelievably heavy. Nigel is so strong. So we've decided that instead of breaking our backs trying to do it, we're going to use the machinery we have to hand. So I'm going to take the telehandler over. We're going to tie a bit of chain around the pole and lift it out using the machine. Okay, I'm already covered in rust.
0: just hook it over there and pull it up lift it up in the sky and put it over there lovely piece of cake
3: oh amazing that was so easy okay yeah I don't think we need to worry about getting a new post mum and I were talking about getting a post we could lift out but when you've got big machines you don't need it right let's go in and get set up then our first wool collection, woohoo! Right. Morning, how's it going? Right, you? Yeah, yeah, good. It's a bit hot. Oh my god, it's so hot. Right. So, John's just showed us how to fill out all the paperwork and how to register new people, etc. You brought another set of scales? I thought
0: not coming all the way down here, the scales don't work. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I didn't realise how many 500 fleeces is a lot, isn't it? Is it going to be all right to tip it? Yeah. Look at that. Wow, okay, so now we've got to lug them on the scales.
0: So when they bring these, have we got to give them bags in replacement? Is that what that is? If they want them. Right. Morning. Hiya. All ready for the new venture? I think so. You're our first customer. Wow, look at that look. (laughs) Ten o'clock and I'm here. (laughs) So what do we do now? So we're just writing down the the weight of each bag? Yeah, straight down through. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll keep marking down.
3: That's it. We've just had our final wool drop-off of the day. Exhausting. <laughs> we just sat in the gate having a cup of tea. We had one farmer say, "Make sure there's a tea on arrival." I'm coming all the way from Exmoor, so we thought, well, actually, yeah, we'd like a cup of teasing as we're going to be sat in the sheds yeah. for a few hours. There's not any facilities here, are there? So we brought an electric kettle and stuff. And then he rocked up, and it was too hot to even want tea. I was going to throw a bucket of water over him instead, but he wanted a bucket of cider. <laughs> It's fun sort of getting to meet everyone, you know. We've been so out of the community, I think, and it's, yeah, it's great to actually meet people. And he said you'll end up being a bit of an agony aunt to most of them and, you know, they tell you their tales. But successful first day.
0: Yes, it's been a nice gentle morning. It's not, um, you know, we haven't been overworked because it's so hot. Everybody's out haymaking so they can't come today. So we've got into the swing of it slowly. Yes. In a fortnight's time when we open again, it'll be a different ballgame, I'm sure. Yeah sweating nice (laughs) tmi as they say so we've
3: taken just over a ton of wool today Mm -hmm. Um, it's quite interesting seeing how it's all sort of sewn into the bags
0: yeah you've got to have a special needle and through it goes and well we used to i can remember watching your dad do that but i don't remember the fleeces being you know they're like big fat mattresses i don't remember them being that shape before they well,
3: they're just... much easier to pull about they've got a handle at each end um so they're easy to maneuver versus a giant fertilizer bag would be something else and it wouldn't be very stackable no and it's knowing i mean i don't know enough yet it's knowing the different not different qualities of wool necessarily but the different wool breeds and things like that we've got to ask the farmers when they come whether it's white black or What was the other one?
0: Welsh. Welsh. It's a different quality wool. The little Welsh sheep that are on the mountains in Wales, they have, you know, completely different sort of wool to normal sheep.
3: Yeah, he said if you pull the wool out the bag and you sort of pull it with your fingers, normal wool is long strands, whereas Welsh wool is really short and like short hair sort of all. Falls apart. I feel like a few farmers are going to try and pull the wool
0: over our eyes because we don't know, literally, because, yeah, we don't know any better. Well, up on Exmoor, there'll be a few Welsh sheep, but I don't think there are too much here local. Yeah.
3: In general, I think the consensus is everybody hoping, you know, wool's not worth anything now, but in the future, hopefully it will be used again, just like it has been, you know, in decades past. Once upon
0: a time, the price the farmer got for his wool paid the rent for the farm for the year.
3: You were Crazy. also saying Barnstable was built on the wool trade. Yes,
0: Beard Staple was its original Middle England name. I don't know who Bearder was. It's a forerunner to Bearham, but okay. Anyway.
3: So when you said Beard, I would have thought Beard was the wool. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And Staple was something staple, else. So Staple is the wool. Staple is, is what that is
0: ah, in a bag. Okay. Yeah, right. the original Barnstable Bridge, they put staples of wool In the riverbed to give it solidity so they could build the bridge, the very first bridge, yeah, in the Middle Ages, yeah.
3: I'm surprised about that because also, I mean, he was warning us about accepting wet wool, you know, if a farmer's left his wool out in the rain. One kilo of sheep's wool will hold three
0: kilos of water. That blew my mind. And it doesn't rot down, so which is why they built a bridge on it.
3: Yeah. Oh, anyway, well done. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) That sounded cracked. Well,
3: I think it's just because we've finished their empty cups of tea. Maybe it's only when they're full they make sounds. Anyway, we're babbling. Right, time to get back to the farm. So I'm back on the farm. Mum and I just finished... Oh, God, I'm scaring a pigeon out. Excuse me. Um, they're all nesting at the moment. Anyway, I'm back on the farm. We just finished doing our first wool collection. It went really well. It was quite quiet for a first day because it's hot weather. A lot of farmers are haymaking, but we quite liked that because it meant that you know we could just sort of dip our toes in gently and figure out what we're supposed to be doing. There's a lot of form filling and paperwork that needs to happen. I needed to place the. Packs of wool on the scales and then shout out the numbers to mum, who would write them down on the bit of paper. And then I would need to carry them to the back of the store, hopefully with the farmer's hands. They were usually quite helpful at helping me stack everything up at the back because it was quite heavy. You know, we're dealing with 70 kilo packs of wool, which is sort of a bit unwieldy and large and... Sometimes a bit oily and smelly as well, because it's like obviously animals' fleeces and stuff. You don't know how the animals, what you know, how clean they were when it was all done. Anyway, so a bit of a mucky job, but fun. Anyway, a lot of fun meeting local farmers. And um, we had a couple of farmers that came all the way from Bude. So it was quite fun that there was that classic kind of banter between the Cornish farmer and the Devon farmer. of, You don't even know which side of the scone to put your clotted cream on. <laughs> it's like, that, is so, that is such a bad Devon accent, Charlie. Anyway, or Cornish accent. I don't even know what accent I was trying to do. Anyway, it was quite funny. And then, you know, the Devon farmer saying, you know, oh, I, the classic argument of, well, I always thought it's like putting butter on your toast. You wouldn't put butter on top of your jam, would you? And then the other farmer would say, wouldn't I? <laughs> And yeah, it was just like good-hearted fun to like meet everyone and yeah, help them out with their business. And you know, it's a little bit extra side hustle for us. So yeah, win-win. very excited about our new plans. We're just going to be doing it every other week to start. I think because we've started halfway through the season, a lot of the local farmers will already have allocated their wool to the wool board, but hopefully next year they'll come to us instead. So now on to the new task at hand. The vineyard is so close to completion. We are so, so close. The trellising equipment is being delivered on site right now. So I'm just in the yard waiting for the delivery man to turn up. And it'll be my job for the first time ever to unload the lorry using the telehandler. Come on, Hazel, get out the way. Come on. don't want to reverse over a chicken. Come on, out the way. Go on, down there. She's determined to follow me no matter what. Okay, so, guys, I am up against it. I am having to unload all the trellising equipment off of the lorry in about ten minutes. Oh, I'm quite scared. Basically, last year, we got them to deliver it and they have like a mini crane on the back where they can offload stuff. But the guy has just his wife has just given birth and he doesn't want the time away. He would need to spend a night away. So they asked me if I could do it. Oh, God. Tell how nervous I am through my voice. Breathe. Right, so I'm in the telehandler at the moment. I've got the bucket on, so I just need to go and swap it for the forks. And then, yeah, I've got to, like, take the pallets off of the back of the lorry and hopefully, hope to God, not, like... I don't know, it's an open-sided lorry with a big curtain and so I need to be sort of right-angled beside it Um, and I I need to have the forks level so that they can slide in seamlessly under the pallets and lift it off. I've got five pallets to do. That's of course quite scary because I could accidentally hit the lorry and yeah that would be a big disaster so I need to make sure I don't have any insurance claims coming my way. Yeah anyway, let's go get the forks on. hideous scream is apparently normal so I've got the bucket off Um, I'm now trying to attach the forks it stopped screaming at me I've got no idea why it was screaming but it turned the engine off and on again and it seems to have stopped so I'm sure that's fixed whatever it was I've got no idea So getting the actual forks level on the front is so difficult because you can only see the left-hand side, what you're doing. So usually I like to have mum or Harry there to actually be pointing out, you know, if I'm in the right position. I'm just gonna keep trying to get level. Oh, I think we're going the wrong way. Oh my God, there's a bee in the cab. Bee, you're in the wrong place. This giant yellow telehandler is not a flower. Okay, I need to go down a bit. Nope, down, forward. Oh, is it in place? Up, have I got it? Oh, I've got it. Oh my God, it's so satisfying when I actually managed to do this, guys. Okay, let me see. Amazing, it's actually locked in. So Nigel never bothered blocking it into place, but I like to because I'm scared to death it's going to fall out on me which he assures me it won't, but you know. God, every noise. I think it's a pallet truck coming in. Oh, I'm really scared but this is what my training is for. To be able to offload vehicles with a pallet fork is going to be quite cool.
0: Hmm.
3: Okay guys, I think I'm ready. Now I just sit and wait for him to arrive. Woo! Oh my God! Fingers crossed. It's another thing I can tick off on my list. Another achievement done. You tried ringing before? Oh, did you? Yeah, I did try ringing before. I had a mobile number, and he said on the notes i
0: about reversing that down.
3: That's why I was reversing down. Coming up
0: here, you see? Oh, right. Sorry, I just saw you. Oh right. Reversing to there. Is it was it right going up that way? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. right. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right. Not to worry, but what we need you to do is to reverse towards the telehandler and then swing round and drive up to the end of the yard. Yeah. And into the field where we can unload you there. All right, okay, yeah that's that all right. Yeah,
1: that's fine, yeah, that's all right.
0: I'm a bit concerned that you're gonna fall over this lip if you're not as tight to there as
1: you get. Yeah, that's fine, that's all right. Okay.
3: God, with a lot of direction we managed to get him in the yard i don't know why he's reversing in but we've got like a one-way entrance on the farm and there's a there's a three-foot drop on one side um and the other one is close to solid rock so it's a bit hairy <laughs> i thought i was the one that was gonna have a stressful day but i think this guy is a few more gray hairs okay we are go he has managed to turn around in the yard and he is on his way to the vineyard so i'm going to follow behind in the telehandler once again i'm assured that beeping is normal i don't know either guys i don't know just sidling up beside the lorry the side is open, he's a really nice guy actually I told him it's my first time, he's probably about my age and he's super understanding so oh let's see guys, let's see i in front of where
0: there's no vines okay just okay. here,
3: okay yeah I could, okay how wide is it?
0: that? Okay. Okay, that's Woo! <laughs> okay, now where to
3: put these? Oh my god then. Oh doing this on a hill. Okay, I'm actually carrying the end posts and I'm just gonna put them on the soil at the end of the vines where they're out of the way lowering the arm. Excellent. Oh God, okay, and it's starting to rain. Oh, I did my first one. Okay, now just four more to go. I am so proud of myself for doing that. I can't believe it. Oh, getting out of there. I did every single palette perfectly. I was expecting to have a little snag, a little hitch. Everything went in perfectly, lifted up perfectly, put down perfectly. I am hugely proud of myself because. This was such a scary moment for me and I was so convinced I was doing it wrong. And, you know, when Nigel was here, he would always offer and I would say, yep, you do it, you know, because he's just such a pro. But I have to learn how to do these things myself now. And it's just amazing accomplishment when you know that you can do it. You know, all these scary, very macho things like driving big vehicles and forklifts and stuff that, you know, sometimes you think you know that's not a job for me but being forced to have to do it and rising to the occasion actually gives you a huge sense of accomplishment that you can do anything you put your mind to (gasps) charlie for president (laughs) thank you bye (laughs) just waving off the delivery delivery man oh mum turned to me and said is there anything you can't do and I thought yeah you know what no there's nothing I can't do I can put my mind to anything I can achieve anything and I just feel so empowered I think uh, doing this job now becoming a farmer you know doing all these jobs I never ever thought in a million years that I would be able to do um, and now here I am doing them Wow, so humble. Join me next week where I launch myself into space to conquer the moon. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast, on Twitter at Back to Earth Pod, and on TikTok at Back to Earth Charlie. Music is by John Day. Artwork is by Eric Chow, and this episode was edited by my blip, by my, of course, incredible husband, David Knight. Thank you, guys. And of course, thank you out there for listening. If you want to support Back to Earth, you can rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Back to Earth is a definitely human production.
1: Okay, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.